Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the beautiful studios of Relate365.com on the campus of Silver Tranch and Nicolay Bible Institute in the beautiful Northwoods of Wisconsin. It is beautiful. What are you preparing for? You're per, you're, you, if people don't know what Jason does for a living. He is in charge of all the program stuff that happens here in the summers and really a lot throughout the year. So we're working on a theme this summer. We are. We are. The, theme, the theme for this is, summer is called The Ruin. The Ruin. Yep. So if you want to picture something, think like Indiana Jones, Survivor sort of thing. Just think of a bunch of old rocks piled up. That's right. Something out there that you know doesn't make any sense to anybody. you got to look real close to make sense out of it. Oh, but it'll make sense. It will. It and will make it a lot of fun. I, sense. Each summer, you put something huge in our field. That's right. Do you, have you decided what that is yet? Uh, I'm actually in the process of trying to figure that out now. Okay. So if you if you walk by my office, Dave, Dave, and I'm just sitting blankly staring at a wall, I'm getting work done. Okay. Well, that takes time. The creative time. juices are, are flowing. You have to do that. So my goal is by the end of the month to have something on the board that will that I'll keep tweaking and changing. And then once I get something that I'm happy with, I'll be like, all right, now can I build it? <laughs> and then I'll tweak it and change it so I can build it. You know what? And and so. what I would encourage our listeners to do is in all of life, if you wait till you have a complete plan to do something, you usually don't get anything done. Oh, that's so true. Um, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Work the plan you have while you make a better one. Yep. And uh, we are now focused on summer and we are looking forward to serving young people from all over the country that come here for summer camps churches that come here and we're excited about that and if you want to check it out and see what's available go to silverbertrance.org take a look slash summer slash summer and, and uh and a quick shout out if you are a high schooler or a college age student or if within your family if you have a high schooler or a college age student i encourage you because you can come here and serve as a volunteer if you're a high school student or a college student if you have a week or two and you're back from school you can volunteer as well you know and just help out you know we have horses we have the canteen the dish crew and, and just be able to serve and help make camp happen but especially for the college age students we do a thing called summer staff yep. uh, where you could be a part of us for the whole summer there's a small stipend that goes along with it but then you could you could really um, be a part of what we do here during the summertime and not only that but everybody who's done it i know um, values what they are able to learn through the summer um, and so it's a great opportunity to push yourself to grow, um, to be able to serve within the camping ministry context and, and really have a lot of fun doing it. And so I encourage you to head over to silverbirdtranch.org slash summer, and there's a tab for summer staff and, and volunteering. And so we'd love to have you for the summer, whether it's a week, whether it's all summer, or whether it's even as a camper, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and so I encourage you And you, you know, we look out. for some specialized help too. If you are a nurse. Yeah. We're always looking for a nurse to come up for a whole week. Or if you're studying to be a nurse. Or if you're studying you know. to be a nurse for the whole summer or part of the summer. Uh, we would really encourage you to come and, and help us out during the summertime because we have a lot of young people here. And obviously, you have medical needs and you need people who know what they're talking about to help you. Even if you're a doctor, you don't have to be a nurse. You could be you know, a doctor. Yeah, we actually have a couple of doctors that come, they come help, up help and help us out. Yeah, my father-in-law used to be a, he was a retired uh, physician and he would be here all summer and very helpful mm -hmm. you know, in that sense. So... Uh, we're always looking for those. If you want to volunteer, please let us know. Uh, likewise, you know what else we look for? is somebody that's got a CDL license that can drive a bus. That's true. Yep. Yeah, because we take uh, daily trips over to the If you can do river. that. Or if you're a good uh, ski boat driver. We, we, I mean, those are things that you actually want to put people on that are a little bit older. 
And so if you are looking for a way to serve, you've got a CDL license, you know how to drive a boat, you've got some other skill that you might want to teach young people how to do, let us know. Go look. Or even so, if you just want to help out and you don't know how, let us know. Let us know. Because that's part of what we do is put uh, generations together. This is a younger, older program. We put them together. You might know something that you can impart to another generation. And the best way to do it is do it side by side up here. Yeah. Uh, it's fun to see. We have some retired folks up here that they just work on projects all summer. Yeah. And they'll take kids and work with them. Mm-hmm. And and all of a sudden, they're teaching them some some things that obviously their generation knew quite well. So check it out, silverbirchranch.org. We'd love to serve you. Uh, I'll be speaking at the junior middler camp. It's a combination. Um, so if you want your young person to come up and be challenged from the Word of God, uh, from myself and Jason's around that week, we... We'd love to do it. Send them up. Yep, and send them. It'll be we'll fun. See, we'll see if we can be a positive influence in their life. Um, we were talking about young people and how to make sure to instill in them certain understandings before they leave home. Yep, and not waiting till the last day to give them a list of things. Do you know this? Do you know this? If not, you need to know this. Yeah, that doesn't work, by the way. So you really want to— Have you tried? Yeah, well— Educationally, it doesn't work. I'm <laughs> just poking the bear. Yeah, if somebody if somebody really wants to know something, there's a moment in time where they're ripe to learn it. Yeah, and if you miss that moment, a lot of times you got to wait for another one. Yeah, yeah, you can't force certain things on people. You just mm-hmm. can't do it. They aren't going to learn by, you know, spoon feeding them the information. Yeah, and uh, some people unfortunately think that's how you do it. You just keep giving them information. If they reject it, it's their problem. No, they're not ready for it yet. Yeah. Um, I, I was just talking to a person. Um, they were talking about their school system, and they were asking me for some advice on what they could do in the school system. It's a municipal system, but it, everybody's failing in it, it seems. Mm-hmm. And um, they said, I know I heard you speak, and you said that really in life there are no bad students, only bad teachers. And I said, yes, I you know personally as a teacher, that's the standard I try and keep. Yeah. However, if I need to be honest with you, there are some bad students. Yeah. I mean, there are some people you cannot teach. Yeah. Because they're refusing to learn. And and so, however, even if I find someone in that position, I still put it on myself as a teacher. I still haven't given to them something that challenges them, and I'm looking for a way to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would ask you to do if you're working with young people or if you're a parent to keep looking for ways to instill it into the person if you get an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've gone, you've seen me. I even have, I, I'll go as far as grabbing a puppet and yep. doing something if they'll listen. Um, and I'm terrible with it, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, uh, almost anything in order to get somebody to actually be in that position where they'd actually listen to something. Right. Uh, a couple rules. If you're an educator or parent, number one, if if you said something but they didn't hear you, then you didn't say anything. Hmm. Uh, so that's just kind of a general rule. So, it, you know, regardless, you might go away feeling really satisfied. Like I, I, I told them if they didn't listen. No, if they didn't hear you, you didn't say it. So yeah. figure out another way to say it. Figure out another time to say it. You know, if they didn't learn, you didn't teach. That's another, I mean, that's what I just said earlier. Figure out another way. Maybe you're, yeah. you're teaching from your personality and they have a different personality. And uh, there are some that are very cerebral. There are some that need to be moving around. You figure out the best way they learn and make it about their learning style and not you mm-hmm. and see where it goes. I tell you, if you take personal responsibility for some of this stuff, you'll see greater results. 
yeah. than just saying, well, I shrug my shoulders because I did what I'm supposed to do. Um, let me ask you this. We live in a culture that's very self-centered. And um, we're reading this article by Natasha somebody. Natasha. Natasha. She wrote things about what she would want her children Crane, to know. Natasha before. Natasha Crane. Yeah, before they leave the nest. And uh, one of the things she talked about is serving. Mm-hmm. Why, why should we serve other people? I mean, isn't life really about me? <laughs> well, you, of course. Yes. yes. Uh, isn't it about me? So no. why serve other people? Because I mean, doesn't every kid feel that way? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And unfortunately, as a culture, we feed into that. Okay. You know, I mean, and, he, and here's the dichotomy why it's so important to teach this. You know, so it's a biblical principle, you know, and so we love God. And we love others. You know, if you ever heard us talk on the show, you know, we say that quite a bit. You know, it's all about loving God and loving others, putting others. I mean, that's the whole reason why we serve. Right. You know, and that's that's what you need to teach your young your children, you know. And and I'm excited because I get to do that in a very real way with my with my boys um, just because I live and breathe here in this context of camping ministry, you know, and I want them to be able to do that on their own, not just because it's daddy's job, you know. And so that'll be a different beast when I get there. It's kind of like you, you know, you tagged along with your dad right. for so many years because that was his job. But in the process, you learn that it's more than that. It's serving, yeah. you know, but I think it's important to show that the, the importance behind putting other others needs first, and it's not about you. Yep. Um, but when we look at culture, it's almost as if we say one thing and do the other thing. Because yeah. as we say that, you know, I see so many parents that go out of their way to make sure that their son or daughter has everything yep. and goes to everything, yep. you know, and, and I understand that you want what's best for your son or daughter, but sometimes they need not to have everything to get everything. Yeah. You know, sense. I think it's important that all families have a discussion and figure out what their focal point is. Yeah. You do have a focal point, whether you have taught it, whether you have thought about it or not, you do have one. Yeah. And when I grew up, our focal point was really serving. Yeah. That was our focal point. My dad was a pastor. If the bathrooms at church needed cleaning, we cleaned them. Right. You didn't get paid for it. You, if, the, if, the, if the neighborhood had snow in it and there were older ladies that couldn't shovel or walk, go shovel them. Right. You didn't get paid for it. You, just, you do what's right. You serve people. We mm-hmm. started at camp. We did things. That was the focal point. I have to tell you that growing up, I did not like that focal point. Hmm. But I was a kid. Right. I, you know, I want life to be about me. Why do I go do all this stuff for other people and right. I'm not having fun myself? This is, it, it should really be about me mm-hmm. and not about them and how can I make it about me? And that's a sick mind. But m- the family, I understood the focal point. So we readjusted our lives. Uh, we came, I, I've been at camp every summer all my life. Yeah. The reason is, is my dad as a pastor said, young people are off in the summer. That's when we need to, really minister to them Mm -hmm. so we rearranged our lives so that we could minister to people in the summer when they were available to be ministered to right now i learned this by when i came up north when we moved up north i i talked to a lot of farm families a lot of farmers up in northern wisconsin and i realized every farm family had a focal point Mm -hmm. and everybody in the family had to revolve around that focal point and Mm -hmm. those families we're producing children who could work hard, seem stable, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And the focal point, if you're a dairy farmer, okay, the focal point are the cows. Right. 
you know, you need to milk them, you need to make sure they're okay, you need to. Now, the kids would ask, can I be involved in football? Well, it depends on whether it's hand season or not. Right. Like, because the focal point is the cows. Right. Well, can I do this? It depends on whether we got the cows milked or not. And all, but it always went back to there's an absolute in our family that mm-hmm. you have to adjust to. Absolutely. Once again, as I talked to farm kids, they didn't always like that. Mm-hmm. But they always knew it. Right. So they knew how to live and they knew how to adjust. Right. And I think today that families are missing the focal point. They don't even, the kids don't know what it is. The parents don't know what it is. Or do you think that they think it's one thing well, they, but while doing another thing? Very much so. Yeah. And here's what I would suggest. And I, and I had some men do this after a retreat once when I challenged them to do it. So go home. If your kids are at the age where you can say and they can understand what a focal point is. If not, you can use the words, what is our family about? Yeah. Give me one word that describes our family and see what they say. Mm-hmm. But see what your kids actually say if you were to ask them. Yeah. And um, a, a guy much later came back and told me, you shouldn't have said that. I was totally disappointed. I said, why? Well, because they said we were about money. Hmm. You know, or you, yeah. you fill in the blank if it's... And he said, we're not. And I just looked at him and he goes, okay, maybe we were. You know, but yeah, that's why you ask them. Right. You know, I mean, you might be thinking our family is about loving God and loving people. And you ask your 13-year-old boy and he'll say, you're about money, power, and, right. you know, uh, American Idol on television, you know, or something. And immediately you, you get an adjustment into your life because you're thinking, that's what I portrayed? Mm-hmm. Um what you know academically isn't always what's out in there in life. Right, so. absolutely. No, 100%. It's important. You you need to have a focal point in your life. You need to be able to identify it. If you are married, I suggest that you uh, talk that over with your spouse and make sure that's clear, whatever the focal point is. If you're not married, I would suggest that you have a focal point before you ever get married mm-hmm. so you know what your life is about. Right. Uh, Jesus was very simple. When he was asked what life was about, he said... I want you to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and love each other. Love was the focal point. Love of God, obedience to God, love of each other, making each other successful. Right. And then he was quiet. He said, that's the focal point. Mm-hmm. He didn't say it was you. Right. He and said, that's the problem is because oftentimes we think it's about us. Exactly. You know, so, whether we're willing to admit it or not. Yeah. You know, and that's why I think even, you know, even as we talk about what it means to serve, I think that is that is one of the key things that, the young people growing up in a home need to understand that it isn't about them, you know? And so you're going to have to battle that one because everything around them says it is about them. You know, the AP courses doing well, you know, getting that 7.9 GPA, being the best in the team, you know, whatever it is, you fill in the blank with whatever it is that you're trying to, that your son or daughter is trying to fulfill. And it's not about that. Right. You know, and try to try to teach that. That's hard. I mean, I'm not I'm not at that point yet, but I know I'm probably to face that when my son will be, you know, competitive enough in in a sporty place where he's like, no, I have to do this. It's yeah. like, well, wh- why? Yep. And that's where then I'm showing him what it means to serve and what our family's focal point is. Yeah. You know, it's extremely important that if you understand the focal point, then the rest of life makes sense to you. Yeah. So, like, when I went to college, I went to Wheaton College. And Wheaton College is um, extremely competitive yeah. when it comes to grades. In fact, so much so that when our daughters wanted to pick a college, I was hoping they wouldn't even want to go look there. 
Because yeah. I thought the stress there is just unbelievable to get good grades. Right. Now, I played football and hockey there, mostly football. Yeah. I, I didn't go there for grades. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of towards the low end on the grade scale. Yeah. Now, by low end there, I mean B. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, because people were jumping off buildings when they got a B. It right. was like, oh, that's terrible. I'm the dumbest guy on the planet. But, you know, I, because I understood the focal point, I mean, I really did. My my life was really about serving. When I started at Wheaton, my dad, you know, was talking to me, and he said, Dave, you know what? Always serve you young people, always. So when you go to college, I know you're going to be busy, but go find a church and get active in a youth group. Yep. Go do that. Mm-hmm. Well, he said, don't get out of the habit. Don't ever get out of the habit of serving. Now, I started that in 1970. I'm now 50 years I've been doing that. Yeah. And, and it's 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 a lifestyle. It isn't anymore a choice. It's just like, no, I, this is what I do. Right. Like, there's a focal point involved. Mm-hmm. So I got taught a focal point from the time I was young. And in college, when I, I, I wasn't getting the, the A's like everybody else. I remember sitting and talking to some guys who were all getting A's, and they said, well, you know, I hope it doesn't bother you, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, actually, you know what? If there's going to be somebody at the top, somebody has to be at the bottom, or you guys can't be at the top. Mm-hmm. I, so I'm, I'm fulfilling my role. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, honestly, it's, it, it hasn't been about getting straight A's. Right. When I went to college, I actually thought that you were supposed to learn something from the courses. It, and here, here's the true story. I know all the teachers want to shut this off for now because here's truly what happened. <laughs> do tell, do tell. Yeah. I, I was, my first two years at Wheaton College were miserable for me academically. I just wasn't doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, by that, I mean C's and B's, uh, yeah. you know, pretty much. And at Wheaton, that's just not, you had to have C to at least play football. So, I mean, I was getting those, but it just felt kind of dumb in the process. And I remember I was talking to two upperclassmen at the end of my sophomore year, and I was saying, you know what, I don't know what to do. I just can't get good grades. And one of them paused and looked at me and said, you know what your problem is? No, you're trying to actually learn this stuff. (laughs) And I looked at him funny, like, what is college about? Yeah. And he said, oh, you got to pick the right teacher and just give them what they want. Hmm. From then I got straight A's. There you go. You know, because what I did is I learned how to play that game. And and I realized I was playing the game all wrong. The game to me was you're supposed to learn all this stuff mm. when the game really was about getting good grades. Yeah. And, you know, I know, I you know, yes, I'll probably never be on podcasts again after this because of, <laughs> if you're a teacher, uh, keep listening. Yeah, it's okay. that's the end of it. You're going to, you know, have a major campaign to stop Dave Wager from anyone listening to him. But that was the honest truth back then. And I, I, I became a teacher. Yeah. And believe it or not, that experience has always been with me on how I teach. Mm. Um, I have always looked at kids thinking, it's not about the grade. It's really about how much you learn. And I need to help you realize that, and I need to help you learn. Yeah. And I think you as a parent and, and as a teacher myself and working with young people in youth groups or whatever, it's really not just about them performing to some standard that I think is measurable on the outside. Right. It's really, what are they learning? Mm-hmm. And how can I get somebody to actually learn and use uh, my life to teach them, uh, whether it be those aha moments or whatever? Part of it is serving. When you serve people, you, you get to set a precedent, and you should do that while your kids are young. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody that's listening, you have brothers or sisters, you work in a youth group, I hope you all go and serve. Yeah. Uh, my son-in-law, my daughter, 
they uh, work in a junior high group, and one of the things they do is is come up to Silverberg Ranch with them and work twice a year. Yeah, and they really say that's one of the highlights. It's one of the most important weekends, you know, for them. Just go up and serve together. Just go up and work next to each other and do things together. Um, people listen to you much more when you're in a relationship where you do that. And mm-hmm. they're saying, that here's the focal point. We're not going up to be about ourselves. We're going up to just die to ourselves. And we as adults are going with you to do that. Mm-hmm. A- anybody, anybody can do that. Um, how would you teach your kids at, at the age they're at? How would you teach them to serve people now? I mean, how would you do that? You know, I think it, I think it starts with putting other people's needs first. So you do things just for you know, for the sake of doing it, not without getting any reward. Yeah. You know, and so sometimes we have you know people over for dinner, or we make a meal and bring it to somebody. You know, th- for them it's just figuring out the simple things. Yeah. You know, or you know, I mean, it's not like we have a ton of neighbors here, so it's not like they can go shovel a driveway, especially yeah. with two feet of snow on the ground. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really work for a kindergartner. <laughs> right. You know, so we work with what we have. Right. Um, and even at camp, you know, there's times during the summertime and it's like, hey, let's walk around camp and pick up garbage. Right. Well, why? Well, because we want this place to be nice for campers. Well, right. isn't it their job? Well, you know, let's help out. Yeah. You know, and it's the little things. And all of a sudden, then they start to take ownership in the place as well, yeah. you know, which transfers over to other lessons that they can learn. You know, when I grew up, I remember having to do that with my dad and thinking, why is it that everybody else gets to go swimming? And I'm picking up garbage. Yeah. I mean, right. just, so just so you know, I got angry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure my boys will get angry about it too at some point. At some point, <laughs> though, I took that over and was cleaning up and not going. I right. mean, you'll still see me on Camp Changeover days. I'm out picking up garbage. Yep. And again, that's part of the DNA now uh, yeah. because of it always was. Um, it, it's interesting when you just talk about serving because, again, I think so many people in our culture. The only thing that they will, they'll only do things if they benefit themselves and they don't realize how to do things that benefit other people. Right. And they learned that somehow, and I think they learned it from modeling. Hmm. Yeah. Um, If you're always talking about, I'm not doing it unless I get paid. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not how you model servanthood. Right. It's really not. Or even doing something until the job is done. Yeah. You know, like that's another thing. You know, that's the... when I, when I look at camping ministry, and this is why I think it's so valuable, you know, if you're a high school or a college age student, you know, come up and serve here because I think you'll learn a lot because within the context of, of really any ministry, it's not like at the end of the day, day the job is done. Right. There's always something more to do, you know, kind of like parenting, you know, for you parents out there, it's not like, you know, you get to a certain point, it's like you're done. You know, you're always, there's always more to do when it comes to parenting. And the same thing is with serving. There's always more you could do. And so yeah. the more that you can expose your children to that and realize that it's it's a, it's a not about what you get in return. It's just about the process of doing life with other people and making it enjoyable. Yeah. You know, and that's what, that's what Jesus wants us to understand. That's, yep. you know, how he did it. You know, it's it's interesting because as long as I'm burying my soul and telling everyone what I really did in college. <laughs> Um, Confessions with Dave. I, I honestly, Maybe we should change the title of the show. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think this is a surprise to anybody who thinks clearly. Yeah. I think everybody knows you can go for the grade or you can learn. I, oh, I think everybody 100%. knows well, that. Well, and, and that's the thing is you work the system. Yeah, but I you mean, won't talk about it because it sounds like, oh, you're bad. Right. And you, uh, like you said about you figure out the teacher. I mean, the, I mean that that's a skill you learn in school. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, well, um, well the truth of the matter is, and I, and this is probably why I've never been asked to speak at Wheaton College chapels, 
because I might slip and say something like this. Yeah. Um, I learned more on the football field than I ever did in the classroom. Yeah. I don't mean that I didn't learn academically in the classroom. Yeah. I mean, I learned more about life. Right. I 100%. learned about discipline. I learned about, uh, and, and I'm so thankful for the athletic department that I went through that allowed me to mature in a lot of areas that I needed to mature in. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking at. I, I think that those can be extremely valuable lessons for people. Absolutely. Um, and I could say something similar about my youth ministry experience. You know, did I learn stuff in class? Yes. But I learned the most by working with young people and working with leaders that were older than me that were coaching me, yep. you know, and that's why, and that's what I shared with my peers. Cause you know, some of the kids I went to school with in college, they were in youth ministry, but they never, <laughs> they never did youth ministry. Right. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Right. You know, this isn't about you. Right. You know, um, uh, well, likewise, I mean, the two areas I think that I learned the most in, in life was one was in athletics. Yeah. And the other one, I, obviously, I'm ignoring the fact that I, w I had great examples as parents. I mean, that was number one. But yeah. uh, athletics, and then here at camp yeah. is where, you know, I learned a tremendous amount. When I went into education, I can remember sitting in some of my classes and thinking, really, people are taking notes on this? Yeah, and I was it, the same way. Because yeah. I grew up here at camp. Education was what we did. Right. And, and for those of you listening, I, I had a similar Growing up, I grew up at right. the church that Dave's dad used to be the pastor of, right. and I grew up coming to camp. So a lot of that is similar for us. Yeah, and so, you know, I already had all these things where I said, yeah, you know, I've been teaching kids in Sunday school since um, freshman in high school. Yeah, and likewise so, for me, yeah. you know, as soon as I was old enough to help in a younger club, that was just the culture that was created at our church growing up, and I, and I appreciate that. Yeah, so that when the professor said something, it was like, oh, yeah, that solidifies what I, you know, like they might say something, I'll do real simple. Every young person is different in how they, you know, respond. Oh, yeah. And I see people taking notes and I'm thinking, why are you taking a note on that? <laughs> right. You know, everyone is different. We know that. Yeah. I mean, this kid over here is throwing gum at me while this kid's taking notes while I'm talking. You right. Know what I mean? While this kid is picking his nose and chewing. That's right. You know? I, I, it's just like, that's the way it is. And if you're that. a parent, you know that. Right. You know, I mean, my boys aren't even that old and I know that each of my boys are totally different already. Yeah. You know, yeah. One of them you can probably just look at, yeah, and they'll respond. Yeah. Another one, you better get the belt out. You know, what I mean, it's like <laughs> one of those things where it's like, you know what, I, we're different. Yeah. And and I think that we need to put our kids instead of always being in a place where oh I got to play sports I got to do this go out there get the focal point set yeah and get them out there serving and and get them to learn hmm. in a real life situation and you won't be disappointed they'll learn more. Right. Oh, absolutely. In situations like working at camp all summer or, or being in sports, actually, or, or that kind of thing. Even in sports, you know, my, my dad made it clear to me that there was stuff more important than sports. Yep. So sports taught me in that way because there was something more important than them, such as serving the king in, at church, doing it here at camp. I mean, that kind of thing. Those things were more important to me. And I actually gave up some sports for those things. Right. So sports did teach me, but it wasn't my God. Yeah. And I think that's important, especially today. It gets a little rough. Right. And especially where a culture is so self-centered, I think I think the more that we could show how to serve without any reciprocal expectation, the better. Absolutely. Um, I feel like we're just getting started. I'm getting passionate here, Dave. But whenever that happens, I feel like we're out of time. And that's the same oh, yeah. here on today's show. But I, I encourage you to, to go back and listen to the show. I, th I think it could be really encouraging, especially as a parent or even as a young person. You know, I encourage you to get out there and do something 
to serve, whether it's camping ministry, whether it's getting involved in your local church, helping lead a Bible study of younger kids that are younger than you, whatever it is, um, and do that. But uh, we're out of time here on Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.